Catherine Adams and welcome to episode 13 of Mark's Med Podcast with my sister Charlotte. Where's my fiver? And Handsome. Did you write this? Maybe. Father Mark. Hi ladies. We look at the world of geek we're using the alphabet as our guide. I am presenting this episode because this month is the best letter in the world, K, for me. If you would like to write and tell us how much you enjoyed my episode, you can buy email mymarksmess at gmail.com Twitter on at marksmesspodcast without the T The webpage marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com And Facebook page marksmesspodcast with the T and the S, both S's Okay, before Catherine gets too carried away, we <laughs> are we are doing about Catherine but we'll explain about that later on in a very geeky way. Oh, First I of all, know. You know, good. Yeah, because I was born. Yes, which was weird. Because of my name. Yes. It's supery. It's supery. <laughs> anyway, so before we get into that, let's talk about the geeky things that we have watched or read over the past Does while. Now, yesterday as a family, we went to see a movie at Yoda the cinema. Yes, if you don't get that clue, we went to see the live-action Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson and Kevin Klein and people. other other people. And chandeliers. And, and chandeliers. The chandeliers were not alive. Because it, it oh, came out on... I, I said chandeliers, but I meant candle. Be, but because it came out <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day, maybe it was chandelier. What? Never mind. Okay, first of all, what did you think? I have a, out of ten, what would you give it? Ten. Okay. Atana. I'd, I'd go for a seven. Seven? I know. I, what, wait, what? I'll go for a nine, because I didn't like the kissy bits. Oh, right. Oh, there, there were lots of kissy bits at the very end, weren't there? <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it wasn't aimed at my demographic. It wasn't aimed at you people what? like me. It wasn't aimed at men in their 40s. <laughs> it, was it was aimed at 50s. It was <laughs> aimed at children. We went on the opening they, day. Like they and got on and then aimed the film. <laughs> it was about the third showing that day, third or fourth showing that day. So there were lots of families in and packed. lots of wee children. Mm-hmm. And there was even, I even noticed a wee girl in her bell dress. I noticed a wee girl with the bell doll. Oh, that's nice. I know, it's sweet. Um, it's one of those ones, I, I one. think, the original, the 1991 Beauty and the Beast, was nice? so well done. Why would you... Why would you actually they make it? They did that with all of them because they did it with Cinderella. And the Jungle Cinderella, Book. I prefer the Cinderella one because it has. I don't. I don't know why. I just really like it. We but, have the movie of it. That's okay. We haven't seen the Jungle Book one, but no, we haven't. And they've done a Cinder or not Cinderella Snow White one. I don't even think I've. No, they haven't. They have. I don't know. It wasn't the Disney Snow White one. Was it not? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to do a Pinocchio. What's it? I haven't. I don't think I've seen the Jungle Book. Uh, the cartoon one? No. Uh, that's okay. No, I try You've to got those bare necessities, those so simple bare necessities. Wait, 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 we can't do too much else. Disney will want money. I mean, the Charlotte, be quiet. Of Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Charlotte, shush. Wherever I wander, no, wherever I roam. Anyway, I shall we just talk on while she sings yes. in the background? Right, what else have you been do- reading in the past while? Survivors. And um, what is Survivors a book about? It's about dogs who are like left in, like there's been like an earthquake, but they call it like the a big growl because they don't know what it's called. And then um, so that all like 
all of the humans are dead, so they have to, like, try and find food and stuff and try to stay alive. And there's, like, leash dogs, and there is um, wild dogs, but the wild dogs know how to survive, but the leash dogs don't. Okay. And are you enjoying it? Yeah. What is the best character? Either Lucky or Bella. So, Bella or, or Lucky? Yeah. Good. And um, Bella is a girl? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you... her um pack, or her pup, like, when she was a puppy, her name was, oh, what was it? It was Squeak. And then Lucky's was Yap. So they have pack names, and then they have... No, they the have puppy names. Puppy names and grown-up names. Yeah. And would you recommend these books for anyone, or for teen, small girls, or... I don't know. Well, do you think I should read it? Do you think I would enjoy it? No. No. So more for people your age. Do you think boys would like it? Yeah. No. Oh. Well, there's yeah. a lot of like things being killed. Oh right. Like animals and oh. humans. Okay, that's quite grotesque. You didn't <laughs> tell me that when you bought the book. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Charlotte. What have you been reading? What not to do if you turn invisible. And that's by the same author as the one that wrote about the time traveling hamsters. Time travelling with a hamster. Yeah. So, uh, is it about being invisible? Yes. So, so what's it about? It's about this girl called Ethel, and she has lots of acne on her face. That's spots on your face. Spots. And she's 12 years old, and she's tried, I think, about 10 or 11 different, like, remedies for it. What's a remedy? A cure. Oh. But none of them have worked so far. So she's walking home from school and she sees this like like tanning place or beauty place closing down and they have an an old like tanning booth um for sale and she gets it and then she goes into the tanning booth, sets the timer for ten minutes, falls asleep, the timer doesn't go off and she looks in the mirror expecting to see no spots and be lovely and brown tanned and she can't see herself so she's turned invisible i want to try that you want to try turning invisible or reading the book but the thing is it was a really old um tanning booth so they couldn't sell it they just gave it to her okay so now she has invisible adventures okay would you recommend this book yes have you finished the book yet no oh how far through are you not even halfway Right, and also Charlotte and I have finally watched Doctor Strange. When? We watched it when you were away. Thursday morning. Yeah. So was it worth the wait? Yeah. Well, okay. This is the fourteenth of the Marvel movies. Uh Marvel Cinematic Movies. Where would you rate it? In the cinema. Where would you rate it? Would you rate it near the top, near the bottom? The top seven, the bottom seven? Uh, in the middle. In the middle, in the middle. I quite enjoyed it. I've like actually the seen the top it. middle. The top middle. What well, I, I dread to ask what, what the very bottom of the Marvel movies would be. Iron Man. Really? You t- wow. I don't like I've it. watched yeah. part of it. Yeah, Catherine watched part of it. The first part I don't like. Okay. No, that's fine. Yes. The top one would probably be Captain America, uh, the first Avenger. Oh, right. that's good because you've watched I, through quite a few of them yeah, recently because I like like finding out how they became who they are oh, you you must like a lot of these movies because that's how they what most of them are about finding out I enjoyed it I think it was a, a good solid story I'm not a huge Doctor Strange fan in the comic books 
but uh, I've read a f- he was enough in the of cartoons. it. Which which ones? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> just some of the cartoons. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was him. I know why she likes the ones about where they find out stuff. Why? Because she likes history. Okay. Right, so... Uh, I also like the Captain America Civil War because Spider-Man's in it. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have, to agree. I have to agree there. Okay, what was your best bit in the Doctor Strange movie? Um, The library. You were full of the books. It was very Harry Potter-ish. Yeah, the way the books were locked up. You expected them to move about. Yeah, like they expected them to go... Uh, and do you think one of those books would have been the book in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Could be. Could be the Darkhold. It's about time we started talking about me, because it's after all, it's about me. Okay. <gasps> when my first daughter was born, my wife Julie decided that my daughter's name should reflect Julie's love for reading, so Charlotte is named after the author Charlotte Bronte. And when my second child was born, me? I was allowed to choose a name for something <gasps> that I was reading. <gasps> after the name Starfire was reject- rejected... <laughs> I can't imagine you'd be calling Starfire. I would have to have orange hair. I looked hair. at the I looked at the name of a strong, independent female who my daughter could look up to. So I could think of none better than the X-Man Kitty Pride or Catherine Pride. Kitty came into the X-Men in number 129 during what we call the Dark Phoenix saga. Her creators were Chris Claremont and artist John Byrne who almost immediately disagreed. Byrne is on record in wanting Kitty to be a normal teenager, including her normal intelligent, but Claremont made her very intelligent, separating her in part from ordinary teens. Charlotte has now read issue 129, and I also chose for her issue 167. I think because I was named after an, after an author, that's why I like books. Okay. But I don't like well, I, I like super parts. I like I like I don't comic like... books more I than you. SU-129, the X-Men have just returned from a mission to find that Professor Xavier has returned to the mansion and wants to take over the training of the team. But Ex- Professor Xavier starts to treat the team as if they were children again. And with people like Wolverine being grown men, they do not take it very well. He also finds that there are two mutants that he wants a team to go and find. The team split off, with the first half going to Chicago. In Chicago, a young 13-year-old Kitty Pride has come home with a headache. Her parents are talking to a strange woman called Emma Frost about an academy in the country where she can go to. Kitty Pride goes upstairs to lie down, but when she wakes up, she finds she's downstairs uh, for some reason lying on the floor. Later on, the X-Men, including Professor Xavier, Colossus, Storm, and Wolverine, uh, come along to try and persuade her parents to send them to Xavier's school for gifted youngsters. While Professor Xavier talks to Catherine, or Kitty Pride's parents, the other X-Men take her to a malt shop, which I believe is an American thing, and they spend some time with her there until three pink robot-looking men burst it in through the window and they attack the X-Men. Each one is designed to combat the powers of a specific X-Men, so they swap enemies and the X-Men easily defeat them. But Emma Frost, who is a telepath, is able to easily capture the three X-Men and bring them into the van. Kitty Pride has escaped, but we learn that she lurks in the back of the escape vehicle. 
Is a malt shop like a coffee shop? It'd, it'd be like a coffee shop. I don't exactly know what a malt is. The pink people do know there's things called doors these days. Yeah, they, they do an awful lot of crashing through windows, bad guys and even super guys. Like, uh, there's things called doors these days. Yeah. Like, this was the first appearance of Catherine Pride to become one of the favourite X-Men of a lot of people. Charlotte, yeah. what did you think of the story? I really liked it because it told me how she became... Well, not how but she, came, she became it, but kind of how. Yeah. Uh, and would you read on? Because uh, it follows through in the next few issues about how she learns about her powers and develops them. I don't know. You don't know. Catherine? If it's called the X-Men, why is there a woman in it? An age-old question. First off, the art. What did you think of it? One panel confused me a lot. Oh, yes. We talked about this. Yes. Because... Yes, yeah, that one. Because... Kitty Pride is up in her room and her mum is downstairs or a, a, parent, a parent is downstairs in like a white t-shirt and a purple jumper. You could see part of it and you see the back of their head and it looks exactly like Kitty's hair. Yes. But it can't be the mum because the mum's blonde and I think the dad has shorter hair. Yes, yeah, so it confused. We've decided it was the dad. But it's just end. a very bad... It's bad. I like this panel on the next page of Kitty eating the ice cream and she just looks wide-eyed and w wanting adventure. I, I, look in, I look in Catherine. I look in Catherine's face and I see that very same look. Or not. <laughs> okay, she's also, uh, from the outset, she was drawn uh, with a necklace on that was the Star of David. So she's drawn, starts off as a Jew. And this was unusual in comics to... Actually, Can give people... Um, what? Yep. What is her superpowers? Right. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to say. Her superpowers were uh, to phase through walls, be able to walk through walls, walk through solid objects. Maybe when I'm 13, I'll do that. If we can only hope. She was 13. She was 13. Oh, I was. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, see. Also, see, th this would Yeah. Catherine, see? That's the star of David, and that's the Jewish sign. Yeah. It was very unusual to identify superheroes from one religion to another, especially Jewish, even though the very first creators of superheroes, people like uh, the creator of Superman, Stan Lee, and oh. quite a few of these other... Catherine, oh, that's that's rude. Rude. Sorry, I'm tired. Quite a few of oh. these other people were Jews, but they didn't... I mean, Stan Lee changed his name from Leibovitch to Lee to sound less Jewish. Well, to a Jew? Yeah, still is. Mm. Why, did did he know that. why did he change it? Because there's people out there who didn't like Jews. So yeah. the the next story I chose was um, number one, uh, X-Men 167. Very famous episode. It's uh, entitled... Professor Xavier is a jerk. The X-Men come back from a space mission to, and they rescue Professor... Xavier from being an alien and they clone him and he can now walk again but in the time that they've been out in space there's been a new team of mutants called the New Mutants who are more Kitty Pride's age so they're basically like young like ones sorry um, why did they clone him and how? you need to read the ep episode or the issue for that was he like dying or something? You need to read the previous so issue. Tell me. No, no, you tell read it. Me. You read it. What is it, Catherine? Her hair looks like my hair. Yes, she's. This is a classic uh, 
you know, a lot of comic book fans, yeah, classic pose. A lot of comic book fans know this, and I've even seen pictures of somebody in cosplay. What's that? Uh, where you dress up as a superhero, dressing up like this. A man dressed up like Kitty Pride, and he had a big sign cut out exactly of the Professor Xavier is a jerk uh, speech bubble, and he walked about with that. That is so cool. Professor Xavier uh, thinks that X Men is too dangerous for a young fourteen-year-old Kitty Pride. Thirteen. Uh, no, she was thirteen in the last one. Yeah. She's had a birthday since. Ooh, ah. Happy birthday to me. Okay, and. <laughs> He thinks it's too dangerous for her to be around the, uh, to be out heroing with the X-Men and wants her to be with the new mutants who are her age. Kitty Pride does not like that. She has a hissy fit. But other people, including her dance teacher and her best friend, decide to uh, tell her, uh, persuade her to use more cunning ways of persuading Professor X. Like bribery? More like... Or blackmail. Yes, basically... <laughs> Well, you've read it, Charlotte. I have read it. You have read it. <laughs> I have read it. Dun, dun, dun. Blackmail. So there's a wee uh, compilation of Kitty Pride doing lots of nice things for Pref- <laughs> Professor X, including playing chess, uh, persuading him, going through all her chores and things like that. Meanwhile, she's trying to talk him round to letting, them, uh, letting her be a part of it. We have a few wee side stories with uh, Scott Summers meeting a blonde girl for some reason. We have Kurt Wagner having his Banff doll. Wait, what? How could you see through those? They're ruby quartz glasses. What's that ruby quartz? I don't know. And a Banff doll. That. A doll? Yeah. I'm cuddly. Uh, I want mummy to make one of those. Of you? No, a Banff doll. A Banff doll. I wanted a Banff doll of my own. Meanwhile, Kitty Pride figures out there's something weird. There's something strange in the neighbourhood. Who are you going to call? Well, Winnie the, the X- Ghostbusters! No. Well, no, the X-Men. She's going to go down to the the basement of the, the manor and find out what uh, is causing... She solved the Rubik's Cube. What is lurking down in the basement? And she finds out it's some wee creature that they met when they were in space. But she also finds a dragon that she met in space, a small dragon oh. that we now come come to know as Lockheed. What? No, it took oh, me ages to work out how we know how he got the name Lockheed because he can't speak and he can't say, Hi, my name's Lockheed. Lockheed. But uh, it's because of an earlier story where Kitty Pride imagined that the X-Men's plane was a dragon in a fairy tale story and uh, it was a Lockheed plane, so that's what she called the dragon Lockheed. I thought it could have been because she got him in a headlock. No. Or he got her in a headlock. No. Anyway, Kitty, fight, with the help of Lockheed, fights off these weird alien intruders. And they look then like giant beetles. They look like giant metal beetles. Professor uh, Xavier is so impressed with the way she was able to handle herself that she allows him to... Uh, he allows her. That he allows her to stay with the X-Men. This is the introduction of Lockheed as a regular character and probably one of the most famous collaborations between Kitty Pride and Lockheed. It's good stuff. Right, what did you think of this story, Charlotte? I liked the other one more. You liked the other one more? What was wrong with this one? I don't know. There was a heck of a lot of backstory in it. Yes. There was a lot. I didn't understand who the blonde girl was. Who the redhead at the end. Yeah, that... And there was, it was Madeline Pryor, by the way. Hey, Madeline Pryor. I'm telling the listeners because. Uh, hello, Lester. Yeah, you forgot about them, didn't you? No. Okay, go on. Having a mic shoved in my face. 
Um, and I didn't understand another bit, but I can't remember where it is or what it is. Or Yeah, there's a lot of history in the X-Men. Uh, somebody described it as like a soap opera where there's story above story above story. Chris Claremont, who wrote this again, and it was... Oh, I've forgotten who drew it. So basically, if you miss Person. an episode, then you're doomed. No, you can catch up. It would take forever. Yes, Paul Smith uh, and Bob Wackett are the people who uh, did the art. Uh, so, so there's a lot of back history of who went out with who and who likes who and that all that. Doesn't matter. You have to read this to find out. Mohawk guy. Right. So, would it make? Would these stories make you want to read the X Men? Because I've got a lot of X Men books there that you can read. Mm, no. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe at some point. If they had, like, how they became the superhero. Okay. How did Wolverine become a superhero? <laughs> oh, boy. I that know, is I a question to have. I do with somebody testing something on Dumba 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 Dumba. Well, it was a lot more Dumba 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 uh, on that. It came out very slowly about who he was. There was um Tell me a brief. I, I think we need to do a whole episode on Wolverine. That's W. That's W. Tell me a brief. Brief. Um, he was a mutant. He was experimented on. They added adamantium to him. How did he become a mutant? Was he just born? You're, you're born a mutant. Was mutant? Somebody you're born. Born with special powers. Oh, yeah, you told me that earlier. Uh, not that you're bitten by spiders or exposed to radioactive or gamma rays. Or bitten by a banana. Or, or bitten by a or banana. Or come from another planet. Or come from another planet. Or get magic powers from the sun. Or get magic powers. Can, can we stop listing ways of getting superpowers? Or be a you... millionaire and have a butler. Who's anyway. I can make you a book how to be a superhero. One, buy a catalogue. Two, get an outfit. Three, done. Three, get bitten by a spider. Oh, no, or, a radioactive banana. Radioactive, d- d- not just any spider. No, a radioactive banana. I think that's how Banana Man came back. What's Banana Man? How did you get, bit by, how'd you get bitten <laughs> by a banana? No, but when, it's when the boy eats a banana, then he becomes Banana Man. No, okay. you know in kind of chance of meatballs too? You know the way there's like banana things? They get bitten by one of them. Well, it was anyway, fun. It was fun in the movie. Continue like, on how you became. Who? Oh, that, that's that's the basic story. If so, you want more detailed, so it's a he, long story. So was he just born with the metal things in him? No, because that was added later. So how was he a mutant without the metal things? It is fast healing and super senses. What's super sense? He can smell things. He can smell. So like a dog. Y- your shoes, mile away. Like a dog. Yeah. He can hear and Tracker smell. Dog. Yeah. Tracker anyway. Dog. Right, so that is two issues of Kitty Pride from the the comics. I've read them out of the uh, Marvel Pocket Books, which I've got a huge collection of, and someday Charlotte will read every single one. But it's it's quite interesting. Chris Claremont wrote for well over ten years of the X Men. Every now and again, he'd go, "Well, I'm going to quit," and he decided. <laughs> but when somebody would come to one of the editors would come to him and say, "Well, what about this wee dangling storyline you've done and you haven't gone back to?" And he'd go, "All oh, right, I'll leave after I fix that." <laughs> right. And find another one and another one and another one. And- I think it's time for us to take a break. What a marvelous idea! I know. Do you think after maybe after the break we'll talk about uh, the cartoon, the original X Men cartoon, Pride of the X Men? Wouldn't that be a good idea? No. Wouldn't that be a good idea? <laughs> yes. We're now going to have a break, so listen to these promos, and we'll be back in a minute. Goodbye, people, for a minute. See you later, alligator. In the wild crocodile. Yeah, yeah we went somewhere. 
Okay, doing the new promo. Do not say take the dare. Do not say take the dare. Okay, go. Hello, darling. Nice to see ya. It's me, J. David Weeder, the Conway Twitty of podcasting. But please call me Dave. I host a show called Dave's Daredevil Podcast, where I talk about Marvel's Man Without Fear and Netflix superstar Daredevil. But I'm here to tell you that things have changed. Don't worry, I've still got more hornhead goodness than you can shake a billy club at and a desperado love for Daredevil. And episodes of the show still come out each and every Sunday. But now, Dave's Daredevil Podcast is part of the Two True Freaks Podcast Network. That's right, the show can now be found at twotruefreaks.com, home of Earth's mightiest podcasts. And if you haven't tried the show before, I see the want to in your eyes. So take the time to check out Dave's Daredevil Podcast, because sometimes you need a podcaster with a slow hand. Dave's Daredevil Podcast, every Sunday at twotruefreaks.com. Take the dare. I have no self-control. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Mike. I'm trailing. Man, it sure is great to be back to FCTC after such a long time. Yes, it is, and we've been away so long. Yeah, but real life... You know what? I just, I just can't do this. Can't do what? We have taken more breaks from this show than my wife has had in her entire life. I mean, we can talk about real life getting in the way. Which it has. But it's, it's just not fair. So we're not going to joke around, and we're going to simply say that for the moment, we're back, and there's a lot of neat stuff to talk about. Like Season 2 of Lois and Clark. And the death of Clark Kent. And the launch of Superman the Man of Tomorrow. And the return of Lex Luthor. And the trial of Superman. And Underworld Unleashed. <laughs> the show can still be found at the Superman homepage, as well as at the Fortress of Bailitude. And we're still part of the Superman Podcast Network. So From Crisis to Crisis is back. For now. And it will still come out on Thursdays. Most week at www.fortressofbailey2.com, www.supermanhomepage.com, or www.supermanpodcastnetwork.com. And we're back. And we've just been watching a cartoon on YouTube called Pride of the X-Men. Okay, it was released in 1989. It was, I think it was meant to start off a whole new series of X-Men cartoons. That didn't happen until later on in the 90s where the very famous X-Men animated series came out. This one was unique. I didn't get to see it until, well, we got YouTube. So it is available on YouTube. If you want to pause... If you want to go... Is that when YouTube was... Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. It's one year older than me. Wow. It's 11. You just give away your age. You're not supposed to give away your age or your contact details or... We just... Or, we, we, we do... <laughs> okay. Anyway, it, it was, it's unusual because it has a mix of X-Men that didn't really mix at that time. In 1989, I the X... the fire girl... What? The fire what? one. The fire, fire girl. Okay, let's go over who was in it. There was Cyclops, Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Wolverine, Kitty Pride, uh, and and the Dazzler. And Professor Xavier. And Professor Xavier. What? At this time, Dazzler was in the X-Men and uh, Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler and Colossus weren't because they were... Uh, injured during uh, one of the car- one of the stories in the comic book. <laughs> Who were the bad guys in it? 
Whoa, the metal man, I can't remember. Magneto or Magneto. In this cartoons, he's called Magneto. And then you have Juggernaut, who isn't a mutant at all. You have got... Oh, um, Heedlock. Heedlock? Lockheed? Yeah. Lockheed? He wasn't a bad guy. He he, he was in this. But he, he that was quite good that they got him into this because him and Pretty Kitty Pride, as we mentioned before, are sort of uh, good buddies. There was uh, the White Queen, what? Emma Frost. Yeah, there was Blob. The Blob. What? Blob with a very weird accent. What? The Blob, the big big guy who couldn't move. Oh, the yeah. Blob. The Blob Juggernaut is unstoppable, and the Blob is unmovable. So who would win in the fight between them? Let's ask our listeners who would win in a fight between oh, the Blob and Juggernaut. Wait, what does Juggernaut mean? Oh. Jug- juggernaut mean? No, like what? what What's his powers? It? Yeah, he's unstoppable. He's very well, strong and unstoppable. I think Juggernaut would win because he could just kill other guy. Yeah, but the Blob's unmovable. Yeah, but well, you don't have to die lying down. You can just punch him in the face and he'll, and then just like yeah, but he wouldn't even move. Off. He would just like, stand yeah, as still as a statue. Chop his head off and then he'll die. Okay, uh, this is what happens when comic book fans get together. They argue about who would win. Uh, Juggernaut would win because his powers are magical. Ha! He's not a mutant. Ha! But you, no, he's got the this um, crystal that gave him his powers. Anyway, there's also Toad and was there anybody else? There was a little guy that looked like he was from the medieval times. Toad? That was Toad? Oh, I expected him to be greener. Yeah, so there, was a, there was a fire guy. There was a... Oh, yes, Paro, who controls fire. He doesn't create it, but he controls it. The basic plot is Kitty Pride starts uh, her first day with the X-Men. She meets Professor X and is quickly introduced to the other X-Men. Well, she's pretty creeped out by Nightcrawler. It's meant to be his looks that creep her out, but the fact he goes, Hello, my darling, let me introduce you, let me come to you, and, and let me welcome you, darling. Uh, that will creep me out. So she falls through the computers, phases them out, and fries them. But it's a bad day for Kitty to join the X-Men because Magneto decides to uh, invade. So some of the X-Men go away to try and stop him invading somewhere. Well, that's that's just a distraction. Because Magneto himself has come to the X-Men's mansion with Juggernaut to collect something from Cerebro. And Juggernaut is Professor X's stepbrother. Stepbrother, that's right. Well remembered. Juggernaut. 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 No, it's Juggernugget. No, it's not Juggernugget. Juggernugget. Juggernaut. It's Juggernaut. And uh, so the X-Men go to Asteroid M, which is where Magneto's hideout is in space. That's to a really bad name. Asteroid M. Yes, because you know M for Magneto. What? M for Mark. Well, Professor X is, calls his team, his secret team, the X-Men. It's not really secret. No, because there's a whole cartoon and comic yes. book series about it, and movies know about it now. I know, but he could call it something else, like like not a secret base. That's even worse. <laughs> like not totally not top secret. Magneto was trying to get a meteorite to to crash into Earth to kill all the humans. Why? I think it would probably kill all the mutants as well. And because of Nightcrawler's uh, sacrificing himself. Uh, the X-Men are able to get away and Earth is saved and Nightcrawler ends up saving himself through teleporting a couple of times and Kitty Pride uh, ends up liking Nightcrawler even though he's still a bit creepy what did what did you think of the whole story the um, 
animation quality wasn't that good. Did you not think so? At that time, it was probably quite good. I like it that it was animated, but it was kind of a bit boring. Was it boring? Not who, really. Who was your favourite character in it? Obviously, either me or the dragon. Kitty Pride or Lockheed? What? Lockheed. Lockheed, you liked him. Um, what did you think of the characterizations? First of all, there are a few things that we noticed. What's that mean? Well, Kitty Pride. What? What's the first thing we noticed about her? She was ginger. She had ginger hair. Which in the comic books she has brown. Brown Same hair. Same colour as mine. Same colour as yours. You're just so alike. Let's throw you at the wall. Let's <laughs> see if you go through. She's thirteen. And you don't have a dragon. Oh. I know. It's terrible. What about Wolverine? He had a really weird voice. It was really weird. It was meant to be an Australian accent. Good grief, copper. I'll get you. He's not Australian. He's not. He's Canadian. And he was very grumpy and he was sharpening his claws. That's because he is. He is grumpy. He was also a bit bit of a jerk. He was portrayed as a bit of a jerk. His costume was yellow and black. It's meant to be yellow and black. (laughs) Emma Frost voice sounds as if it had aged oh, like yeah. 50 years before her, like 50 years ahead of her. Yeah, she was like, hello, my dears, what can we and do? Then, and then her voice should actually be like, hello, I am a pewson. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is creepy. <laughs> it's a pewson, a mutant, and a person combined. <laughs> and, right, oh, what did you think about Kitty Pride's character? Now, I thought she was quite whiny. Mm. I want to do this. All that sort like of stuff. Like Charlotte and me combined. I I yes. look like her. She sounds like her. As, uh, as whiny <laughs> as the two of you put together. No, right. Catherine has got too much alike with her. She's whiny. She's kind of small. Yeah, in the comic books, she's not whiny. Uh, uh, she's quite a strong character. Right, would you recommend... Would you recommend people go and uh, find this on YouTube and watch it? I would recommend they find a more modern version. Oh. I would recommend that they see one where her hair's the right colour. <laughs> now, in the 90s cartoon, Kitty Pride isn't in it. Because she's been out of the X-Men comics for a while by then. And instead of Dazzler, they've got Rogue. I'm not even too sure they've got Colossus. They do have Colossus in it. Is that, is that a person from Star Wars? No, we're talking about X-Men here. No, but you said um, Colossus. No. You said Colossus. No, that, is, no. That, is that not like a bad name? No. No, it was a a rogue. No, I forgot what R. Rogue. Yeah. Oh, you think about Rogue One, the movie? So that was Pride of the X Men, a cartoon that introduced no, Ka- Kitty that. Pride. Wait, what did I say? Okay, Catherine, what do we do now since you're meant to be in charge? Oh, right. This has been Catherine's Mess Podcast. Oi. <laughs> Brought to you by the letter K of Geekery. All characters are, are property of their owners and not us. Maybe you have a favourite K character or even suggestions for future letters. Or maybe you can decide who would win between Juggernaut and Blob. Juggernaut. The Blob. You can contact us by email at mymarksmess.gmail.com. On Twitter, at Marksmess Podcast without the T. Or on the webpage, marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com. <laughs> on the Facebook page, Marksmess Podcasts. 
Thanks to Josh Woodward of jo- www.joshwoodward.com for the title music. Next time on C- Mark's Nest Podcast. Thank you for getting that right. The letter L. What? L for what? Lemon! Lemon grab! What's lemon grab? From Adventure Time. Oh, from Adventure Time. Or Lumpy Space Princess. <gasps> Lucky from Survivor. Or Lockheed from or X-Men. Or Lokai. Or Loki. Loki. Loki, Lokai. You say Loki and I say Lokai. You say it to me too. Some people say Loki. I should be so lucky, 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 lucky. For all this and more, we'll see you next time at Mark Smith Podcast. Goodbye, people. Bye-bye, folks. Bye-bye.